0: This is episode number 772 with New York Times best-selling author, Dr. Stephen Gundry. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro-athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur, and each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. The Buddha said, "To keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, we shall not be able to keep our mind strong and clear." Welcome to this episode. We've got Dr. Stephen Gundry back on the podcast. He came on about a year and a half ago, and his interview took over the internet. Over a million views on the video on YouTube, and the audio just continues to thrive. It's been crazy the amount of comments and engagement that this has taken on. So we decided to bring him back. His last book, The Plant Paradox, I think was on the New York Times bestseller list for over 30 weeks. It's taken over the world and it's transformed so many people's lives. We have a new book on, which is all about how to live a longer life. And if you want to live longer, if you want to learn the secrets, the keys, he really breaks down five main principles. If you could do five key things to help you live longer and healthier... He breaks them all down. And a few of these things, I really had no clue that this was even part of the human makeup to help us extend life. But when he talked about it, it made a lot of sense. So make sure to dive into this. And for those that don't know who Dr. Stephen Gundry is, he's a doctor and best-selling author. He's a former cardiac surgeon who did close to 10,000 heart surgeries. And he currently owns his own clinic. He is constantly looking to improve the health and lives of others. We talk about his story a little bit in here, but he's been transforming the lives of so many people for many years. And in this interview, we talk about how eating the same food as your parents can result in the same health issues and disease, not necessarily your DNA. Also, the importance of oral health to prevent most of the diseases we get. Most people aren't aware of this. The importance of olive oil, vitamin D3 and fish oil to live a longer life and what you really need for your body and how organic vegetables are better for you even though they may not look as polished as other vegetables. That and so much more. We dive into a lot of things in this interview. Make sure to share this with your friends all about how to live a longer, healthier life. If you want the fountain of youth, this is it. And make sure to share with your friends, lewishouse.com slash off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20 Leaf. That's promo code 20pureleaf for 20% off.
1: Take your business further with a smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at Select Business Merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash card.
0: Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Big thank you to our sponsors. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the one, the only, Dr. Gundry. Welcome, everyone, back to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got the legendary Dr. Stephen Gundry in the house, my man. Good to see you. Pleasure to see you again. I'm glad you're back on. The last interview we did blew up on the internet. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. In a good way. Oh, shoot. In a good way. The Plant Paradox has been a, a massive New York Times best selling book. How many times on the list was it? How many weeks?
1: I think it was 34 weeks. 34? Uh, yeah, 34 weeks. And then wow. the subsequent books, Cookbook, was on 14 weeks, something like that. And the wow. other one joined the list as well. So it's incredible. Yeah. 34 weeks in a row, or did it kind of like go off? And it on? actually went off for uh, two weeks and then hopped right back on. Oh, it was right. kind of funny. And then it ran forever. And Amazing. then Kelly Clarkson, God bless her, you know, cured her Hashimoto's by following my book. And wow. That had, really? Had, she did. Had a big
0: fit. Yeah. And she talked about it publicly?
1: Yeah, she talked about it publicly. She uh, Everybody noticed that she had lost like 40 pounds and said, hey, what's the deal? And she said, oh, you know, I'm reading this crazy plant paradox thing. And I used to have Hashimoto's and I was on thyroid and now I'm not
0: on it. It's gone. Wow. It's, a, it's it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So the book's been out for a year and a half. Is that yeah, right? Almost roughly? two years. Almost two almost years. Almost two years. And it's yeah. just been blowing
1: up. And Yeah, and it's still just, uh, it's been translated into... 34 languages now. Um, Amazing. Just signed the deal for Slovakian. There you go. Uh, you know, taking uh, over the world now. Big, big fans in Slovakia.
0: There you go. I love it. Uh, Hello Slovakians, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and you, what are the, some of the things you learned through the process of the last couple of years that people were people were finding out about themselves and discovering about other things. You've got this new book about living longer, longevity paradox. So what were some of the things that you've learned over the last couple of years about health in general with people?
1: So I think one of the things that was probably one of the most controversial statements in the plant paradox was that your bad health is not your fault. It's your DNA, right? It's your genes? Yeah, it's your genes and DNA. And I I go into a lot of this in the longevity paradox that, in fact, your genes have very little to do with what's going to happen to you, both you know, in the immediate period and in the long term. And there's a big, huge study looking at millions of people around the world and their outcome, looking at their genetics, their DNA. And their DNA has only probably about a 6% influence on you, your health, What's going to happen to you?
0: So that means, Just including like diseases. You yeah, might diseases. Pick up. So why do we always, when we go to the doctor, they say, "Well, did your father have a stroke or a heart attack? Did your mother have dementia?" So when I ask that question, and I do,
1: what that tells me is that if you're mother had diabetes or your father had coronary artery disease, that tells me that if you eat like your parents did, Uh. then you will most likely have those diseases, not because you inherited that from your parents, but you learned to eat from your parents. And it actually goes beyond that. Not only did you learn to eat from your parents, but you shared the microbiome, the bugs in your gut that your parents had. In fact, as we talk about in the book, you can take identical twins and raise them apart And they will actually have microbiomes more in common with the family that they were raised with than their identical twin. And the outcome, health outcomes of those identical twins will not parallel genetics, they will parallel
0: the microbiome Mm. that they acquired living with that other family. So you could be separate from your twin for whatever, 15, 20 years. Live, in different, live with different, I guess, health benefits and, and, and one more than the other, see each other, and almost look different.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And you can actually, you know, there, there have been some studies wow. of
0: twins who have been raised apart, and, and clearly they're
1: identical, but depending on how they ate mm-hmm. and their microbiome that they acquired, they can look quite different. Wow.
0: This may be a dumb question, but if you're an identical twin, do you have the exact same genes? Exactly. Really? Yeah. Identical. Wow. You are literally the same the same genetic person. Genetic. Okay, interesting. Wow. Okay, so you talk about this microbiome, the gut. That's really like the brain, right? Yeah, that's the brain. It is the brain. So, and there's all these there's bugs inside of us right now. Yep. Trillions. Trillions, Trillions. of like little bugs, oh insects. Well, not insects. Not insects.
1: Microbiome. They're bacteria. Bacteria. So they're not only bacteria, but they're also viruses. There's also fungi. There's all sorts of molds and mushrooms and things like that growing in you. Mushrooms in my gut. Eh. Yeah. In in fact, fun fact, (laughs) a recent study shows that women's breast milk has bacteria and funguses in the breast milk that feed the... Microbiome that seed the microbiome of the baby. We've known for quite some time that, you know, the microbiome and the microbiome again is is all these other inhabitants of us. And, like, for example, okay, so getting back to genetics, 90% of the cells that make up you, me, are non human. They are bacteria, viruses, fungus, uh, parasites, uh, worms. Wow. So 90% of you and me is is not me, is not you. It's all these other guys. Wow. So you're basically a condominium for what I call bugs. And if we look at the genetic material that constitutes us, the genes, the genetic material, all the DNA of all these other guys is 99% of all the genetic material that's in you and me. So the book is, let's take care, forget about the one percenters, our genes. Let's understand that 99% of the genetic material in us is non-us, but that's the important guys. Why, Why is it so important? Because they control our fate. And the point of the longevity paradox is that knowing what these guys want, and I call them bugs, good bugs and bad bugs, knowing what these guys want to eat and knowing how these guys relate to the wall inside of our gut, the inner lining of our gut, and that crosstalk across that wall will determine what's going to happen to you. Long-term. Long-term. Wow. And even short-term. Just this past week, just as another great teaser, we now know that the oral microbiome, the bugs that Mm -hmm. live in our mouth, Mm -hmm. can predict who's going to develop or who has pancreatic cancer. Really? Really. At what age? Any age? Choose your age. There is a distinctive set of bugs that has now been found in pancreatic cancer in humans that predicts. And so there's an exciting new thing that you could take a you know, swab of your tongue and sequence which bugs are in there, and you can go, oh, oh crap, you know, um, you've got a pancreatic cancer microbiome. Now, the good news about that is, is that you can alter that microbiome. But a paper just this morning, they literally stuck needles into the pancreas of people that were, you know, looking for pancreatic cancer. And they were looking for pancreatic cancer cells, but they're looking under the microscope and they go, "Wait a minute. There's a bunch of bacteria sitting here inside this, you know, pancreas. What the heck are those doing in there?" So then in 105 people, they sequence, those bacteria, and they are all exactly the same sorts of bacteria, and they actually all came
0: from the mouth. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't most, uh, I heard this from an uh, a oral, I guess, hygienist or dentist or, or doctor who said a lot of the disease we capture is through the mouth.
1: Yeah, correct. Dale Bredesen, who wrote The End of Alzheimer's, who's uh, become a good friend of mine, he and I are fascinated with the effect of the oral microbiome on dementia. For instance, uh, in the in the plant paradox, uh, I wrote about there's kind of a fun study in rats where you can take LPSs, lipopolysaccharides, which are the outside wall of bacteria. They're not living bacteria; they're just the dead bacteria. Mm-hmm. And in my book, you know, I don't swear, but I call them little pieces of shit um, because that's what they are. LPSs, they literally are dead bacteria. And so these, you can take rats and you can swab one of their noses with LPSs. They're not living bacteria. They're pieces of dead bacteria. And the other side of the nostril, you can just put a cotton swab with nothing on it, right? And you do that every day. The rats who get the swab up one side of the nose, their other side of their body gets Parkinson's disease. No way. Eh. gets Parkinson's disease. The other side, you know, the opposite side doesn't. And you go, what the heck is going on? Well, if you think about it, your nose and your mouth are gateways to your brain. I mean, literally, the back of your mouth and the top of your nose is your brain. Your brain's just sitting there. And so this is a direct shot into your brain. And as I talk about, I talked about it in the plan paradox, but mm. I really go into this in the longevity paradox that to prevent... Alzheimer's and to prevent Parkinson's and dementia, one of the things you gotta do is the care and feeding of your microbiome and that includes your oral microbiome because this is a direct shot and you gotta gotta take care of it. So how do you take care of that? So there are, believe it or not, certain bacteria. uh, One's called uh, P. gingivitis that is now been isolated from the brain uh, Alzheimer's patients. And how did it get there? Well, it got there through your mouth, through bad dental hygiene, through really? gingivitis. That's how the name. So you can get
0: Alzheimer's through through your mouth, not taking care of your teeth. Exactly. Really?
1: Yeah. And in fact, years ago, years ago, you know, I'm such an incredible nerd. There's a very famous marker of inflammation called the C-reactive protein (CRP). Almost everybody listening is probably at a CRP. There's a more specific one called highly sensitive CRP. Years ago, I noticed that a lot of my patients with heart disease had elevated CRPs. And I said, you know, my wife flosses twice a day, literally. I mean, she's a nut. It's Um, good, right? Yeah, it's great. I hate to floss. I I hate it. So I designed an experiment with like 500 people, and I asked them to floss every other day. Okay, And we'd measure their CRPs, and then we measured their CRPs every three months for a year. And the people who I could get to floss every other day, and that included myself, their CRPs came down to normal, and they were elevated. And the people who flossed more than every other day, they had even lower. And so I wrote this paper for the American Art Association that says that Since CRP is very highly associated with developing coronary artery disease, that coronary artery disease, in fact, partially comes from the mouth. And if you want to prevent coronary artery disease, you ought to floss. I got honored by the American Institute of Oral Biology for my research. Everybody give me a big hand. But these dentists are right. There's a barrier between the bugs that live in your mouth and you, and it's at your gum tooth interface and you've got to preserve that barrier. The same thing happens in the barrier in the wall of our intestines. So, here's the deal. Your your intestines are your skin turned inside out. That's all it is. Mm. That surface area of the intestines is the same surface area as a tennis court. Hmm. So that's that, big. Yeah, that's big. Everybody's kind of looking down there there's no tennis <laughs> How's court. How does it fit either. in there? Yeah, yeah how'd how they do that? Well, uh, and we can do this because it's kind of fun. I'm fascinated with plants, as you know, the plant paradox. And you know, plants are actually very intelligent human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually see. Uh, a new book has proven that plants... C. Mm. Uh, Anyhow, so plants have a root system in the soil that they get their nourishment. And those roots are surrounded by a microbiome of the soil. And there's fungi and bacteria. And it's actually that microbiome that gets the food into the plant, gets all the nutrients into the plant. So we actually have roots. And This surface area, um, those of you who remember high school biology, we have all these little projections called microvilli. And think of it kind of as a shag carpet. And so we have roots that go into our intestines, and everything we eat is actually the soil. So our intestines are like the roots. Yeah, our intestines, out of our intestines are these roots. Got it. And the soil is what we eat. But the main component of the soil is the microbiome. So you've got four to five pounds of bugs. In my gut. In your gut. And wow. they're there. We used to think they were just a bunch of crap. But we actually need it. We not only need it, <laughs> they control everything that's going to happen to you. Do I
0: want 10 pounds of bugs or do I just want four or five?
1: You, well, actually, the more, the more diverse... Set of bugs you have, the more kind of mixing pot United Nations of bugs, the better off you're going to be. In fact, why is that? Turns out, if you take, you look at what's called microbial diversity. In other words, you know, how many, we now know that there are at least 10,000 different species of bacteria that live in your gut. In fact, a few weeks ago, another thousand was was found that nobody realized
0: too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on StateFarm.com where their award-winning app, State Farm, lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: So th- your gut is basically a tropical rainforest. And you've got, you know, all these creatures and things happening, and one creature depends on another. Mm-hmm. And if you you know you tip the balance off, it's like introducing wolves back into Yellowstone Park, right? Right, right, right. Oops, we needed wolves. Who knew, you know? um, (laughs) Yeah. Right? So there's this intense kind of communication dependence, and the more diverse your microbiome is, the, the longer you live and the longer you live well. So, Why is that? Turns out that this root system is dependent on the nourishment it gets from all of these
0: bugs. Got it. So and- it'd be like if you're trying to grow a plant or a tree in a desert, it'd be challenging because there's not enough soil. Yeah. And it would only thrive for as long as it can or... Yeah, in fact, you know... You put it's put an oak tree in a desert, I guess, or whatever. Right? It needs more nourishment than it's receiving there.
1: Right, and you can actually... There's really cool experiments where you can have two identical plants planted right next to each other, and depending on the microbiome in that soil, one plant will thrive and the other hmm. won't, Right, uh, but we can go down a rabbit hole, sure, and it sure. turns out in a, in a forest, if trees sense that one of their neighbors is not... You know, doing too well, they will actually send roots and supports oh, really? over to that tree.
0: That's pretty interesting. Eh, eh. So all this, ha- so what I'm hearing you say is that the gut, the microbiome, and these bugs have a lot to do with how you can live well now and also for extending life. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So you take 105-year-old
1: people around the world and you look at their, and these, these are
0: thriving people. Not like about to die, but they can move around, they can Yeah,
1: it's like Edith Edith Murray who starts the book.
0: That lady was 105
1: and a half when this picture was taken. Wow. And so she was in two-inch wedgies. Um, She walks her little Pomeranian, and she's smart as a whip, and she was one of the women who really changed my life. Her name's Edith Murray. She's Michelle in all my books. So anyhow, so you take these people Uh and you look at their gut microbiome. They have the gut microbiome, the diversity of a 30-year-old individual. Wow. And if you look normally at people as they age, their gut microbiome becomes less and less diverse. You ultimately have only a few species. Mm. So it's this number one, it's this huge diversity that makes a big difference. Number two, we now know that there are certain bugs that really make the difference. And the longevity paradox is actually teaching people how to nurture the bugs that are very interested in keeping you alive. Another way of looking at
0: this, you're, you're basically
1: a condominium mm-hmm. for these bugs, for right. bacteria.
0: So how do we attract all these diverse... Good bugs. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) So we know that good bugs
1: uh, like to eat certain foods. Okay. And a lot of this was actually based on, there's this fascinating creature called the naked mole rat. And naked mole rats, make sure everybody who's listening or watching Googles naked mole rats. Mm -hmm. And here will be my first controversial statement of the day. (laughs) Naked mole rats have sometimes been described as a penis with buck teeth. Okay. Okay, so Google it. There you go. You'll you'll see it. So these are probably one of the ugliest creatures in the world. Naked mole rats live in the Sahara Desert, and they live in colonies very much like termites or bees, and they live in subterranean tunnels. And naked mole rats appear to have no end uh, mortality. In other words, naked mole rats live at least 10 to 20 times longer than any other rat. Rats live about two years. Naked mole rats have lived 20, 30 years. Wow. In fact, no one has actually known that you could actually have a end life of a naked mole rat. So they've been the darling of longevity researchers for a very long time. And in fact, hilariously, when I was a professor at Loma Linda, which is a blue zone, I had behind my desk this giant, iridescent naked mole rat picture really? from the San Diego Zoo. And everybody oh. goes, what, you know, what's the deal? You're a famous heart surgeon. What the deal? Do mm. You got this naked mole rat behind your desk. I mean, it's bright pink and purple. And I've been fascinated with naked mole rats because they're the longest living creature. So naked mole rats have the same diverse microbiome as 105-year-old people. Really? Really. And what, are th- what the heck is going on? Well, it turns out naked mole rats, unlike any other rat, eats roots, eats tubers, and eats fungi that are growing in the subterranean area. So if you think I would like you to eat some roots and tubers mm-hmm. and mushrooms, you're absolutely right because the Evidence is rather striking that the bugs that like these things are what keeps the naked ball rat living so long, unlike any of its other rat cousins who eat grains, and we can be sure to be talking about that soon. So this is the only rat that eats tubers and mushrooms and roots, and they have the microbiome of 105-year-old people who are thriving. Mm. In fact, a study published last week out of Singapore showed that humans who eat two cups of mushrooms per week do not get Alzheimer's disease. And it's be two cups of any type of mushroom. Any type
0: you want. Just go to the grocery store. Go to the grocery get some store. Mushrooms.
1: Turns out button mushrooms are second best of all mushrooms in terms of a compound that we now know is the secret of mushrooms. Porcini mushrooms, which of course is the prized mushroom of Italians, is number one for these compounds. Now these compounds are polyphenols. They're actually cousins of polyphenols that are in green tea. And. What happens with these compounds is that they're actually eaten by bacteria. Bacteria love to eat polyphenols. And the bacteria then, for lack of a better word, poop out these compounds that have been changed a little bit. And it's those compounds that enter our circulation. And a particular compound in mushrooms that's been manipulated by bacteria protects the brain from Hmm. damage. From Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's, or anything like that. Wow. So
0: mushrooms. Mushrooms. Eat your mushrooms. Every week. Every week. What if there's a diverse of mushrooms or if you eat the same mushroom all the time? Does it matter? It
1: really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And again, the plain old humble button mushroom
0: will do it for you. Just
1: have a couple cups a week. what I do is, you know, I take a bunch of different mushroom blends. and
0: Mix it up. Yeah, mix it up. United Nations of Mushrooms. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and
1: I take mushroom capsules. And I I have a product that's actually lots of different mushrooms. You just
0: squeeze in your coffee or whatever. There you go. Hey, guys, I want to take a quick moment from this interview with Dr. Gundry to talk about a product that I love drinking and that is Organify Gold by Organify. It's the answer to better sleep. If you wanna optimize your health, all you need to do is just add hot water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Now, if you've ever gone days without getting good sleep, it is super frustrating, and it holds you back in every other area of your life, your relationships, your career, your business, super frustrating. You feel tired all the time, you're dragging yourself to and from work. When you finally get back home to bed, you just lie awake all night again and again and Americans are spending $50 billion a year on sleeping pills. The irony is those pills don't get you the rejuvenating rest that you need. That's why the superior nutrition provided by Organifi Gold can help in so many ways. It's one of the reasons why I love using Organifi. It's so quick and it tastes great when you drink it. It's super quick to make and it tastes great when you make it. Right now, you can go to Organifi.com and use the code LEWIS, that's L-E-W-I-S, at checkout to get 20% off your order. Go to Organifi, spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, dot com and use the code LEWIS to get 20% off your order of Organifi Gold right now. And now, let's get back into the interview. Okay, I have a question now. So people that want to live longer and be healthy while they live longer, not having to get surgeries all the time. Right. If you had three to five minutes max to talk to someone who said, I just want to live longer. I want to know the secrets to living longer. I got to figure out the keys. And you've got three minutes with them. What would you say in three minutes are the things they must do every day or as often as they can for the rest of their life to extend their life?
1: The first thing they must do is realize that the only purpose of food is to get olive oil into your mouth. The only purpose of food. And preferably it'll be mushrooms that you pour the olive oil on. Mm. That's number one. The evidence that the polyphenols in olive oil, if you really you know, wanted to live well uh, for a very long time, olive oil is the key. Two of the blue zones, actually three if you count the acciaroles, use a liter of olive oil per week. Now, that's a lot of olive oil, so like 10 to 12 tablespoons a day. So there's a beautiful study out of Spain that I talk about where you took 65-year-old people, and we'll dumb it down real quick. Two groups. One group had to use a liter of olive oil per week for five years, and they changed their olive oil once a week at the clinic. The other group had to eat a low-fat Mediterranean diet, both Mediterranean diets of Spain. At the end of five years, the olive oil group had better memory, had improved memory than when they started. The low-fat group lost memory. The women in the olive oil group had a 67% less incidence of breast cancer than the low-fat group. People in both groups who had coronary artery disease The group that got the olive oil had a 30% less incidence of new events versus the group that had the low-fat diet. And so if, you know, three blue zones, and this study doesn't convince you that you better get olive oil into you, olive oil grows brain cells. And it's not the oil per se. It's actually the polyphenols in olive oil. Olive oil, the polyphenols literally make your blood vessels slippery. And I've actually published data on this that your blood vessels, you cannot stick cholesterol to blood vessels if you have olive oil in your system. Yeah. So, you know, drink the dumb stuff. Do you drink
0: it? Yeah, I do. Wow. I take a shot at it. Craig's always talking about how he can drink as much as possible.
1: But what I would urge people to do is... So you can cook in olive oil. This myth that olive oil oxidizes when you cook it is is one of the worst internet myths there is. Really, it turns out that olive oil is the least oxidizable oil. It's even better than avocado oil or coconut oil. It does not
0: oxidize. Oxidize meaning like evaporate?
1: No, I, I oxidize meaning mean gets damaged. 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 Got it. Okay. okay. It turns out everybody sees olive oil smoking, and they figure that's damage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not,
0: so you can burn it as much as you want. You know,
1: cultures Flame have been, it. cultures have been using olive oil to cook with for five thousand yeah, years, yeah. and you know, there's not a lot of dead Italians from cooking in <laughs> olive oil. Okay, okay. so you got to get. So olive that's oil. number one. Number one. Number two. You got to take vitamin D three you got to vitamin D3 Three. not D not, yeah well there's there's D2 there's okay. D1 what's vitamin D3 and why is it important so D3 is the active form of vitamin D that we use you will be shocked that people who have the highest levels of vitamin D in their bloodstream live the longest and live well compared to people with the lowest levels of vitamin D3 it turns out that you have to have vitamin D three to activate stem cells activation, and we can vitamin D is also through the sun. Is that correct? correct? But it's nearly impossible to get enough vitamin D through the sun. <laughs> really, nearly impossible. Eighty percent of Southern Californians are vitamin D deficient because we're slathering sunscreen on us and we're wearing long sleeve uh, shirts. We're inside protective. a lot still. We're inside yeah. a lot, you know. Uh, I live in Palm Springs. It's pretty hot in the summer. Really hot we tend not to go out a lot in the summer. So we don't have enough vitamin D. And so you have to swallow vitamin D. The University of California, San Diego, published a study that the average human being to have an adequate level of vitamin D3 should be taking 9,600 international units a day. So basically 10,000 international units. Wow. They found no one who had vitamin D toxicity at 40,000 international units a day. You can't overdose on vitamin D. I have yet to see vitamin D toxicity, and I've been measuring vitamin D levels for 20 years wow. in patients every three months. I personally run my vitamin D level greater than 120 nanograms per milliliter for the last 12 years to prove I'm not dead. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. so far, so good, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And. Here's you know, just you wow. know, to tell you how crazy this is. If I feel I'm getting something, if I'm coming down with a scratchy throat or something, I'll take 150,000 international units of vitamin D3. How many capsules is Three that? days. Well, so you can get 5,000, right? So okay. that's 10 oh. capsules <laughs> three times a day for three days. So I'm basically taking a half a million international
0: units of vitamin D to ward off a virus everyone always says you should take vitamin c when you start to feel like a scratch yeah throat. it really doesn't work vitamin d is probably
1: <laughs> one of the best antivirals that's ever been discovered
0: so vitamin c really doesn't help that much or it really doesn't
1: help that much. I'll, 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 we can get into vitamin c and i think wow. everybody should take a time release vitamin c twice a day and it's actually for a different purpose what's the purpose all right the quick version all right quick version So you and I are one of the few animals that don't manufacture our own vitamin C. Us, monkeys, and guinea pigs. And we have actually all the genes to manufacture vitamin C. There's actually five of them. The last gene is turned off. It's called a ghost gene. Why do we do that? Well, we manufacture vitamin C from sugar, from glucose. And it's actually very expensive to manufacture vitamin C. So, the theory is, and I like the theory, is we grew up uh, in Africa with lots of vitamin C containing plants in our diet. And so, it was unnecessary for us to manufacture vitamin C. And the theory goes, we'd have some extra glucose left over that we could store as fat to make it through the winter when times are rough. And we're the only fat storing ape. So, The problem is vitamin C is essential to repair collagen and everybody collagen, okay? The reason smokers get wrinkles is collagen is broken because you actually repair cracks in collagen with vitamin C. And smokers use up all their vitamin C with uh, what's called oxidative stress. So they don't have any vitamin C. In fact, Here's another controversial statement. If I've got a smoker with heart disease, Uh I'm willing to trade him, his smoking, with him taking large amounts of vitamin C while I get the rest of his diet squared away rather than tell him to stop smoking. Now, the reason I say that is, and I talk about this in the book, there's this fascinating island people called the Katavans in New Guinea who smoke like fiends. They eat, 60% of their diet is tarot root. The other part of their diet is coconut oil. And they live into their mid-90s with no medical care, but they've been studied ex- extensively. There has never been a case of a heart attack, heart disease, or a stroke in these smokers. What they do do is they eat a lot of vitamin C-containing fruits and vegetables as part of their diet.
0: Olive oil as well?
1: They don't have any olive oil. But they have coconut oil that's their coconut yeah they don't have really? any olives down there.
0: so you can do without olive oil and still live a long life yeah but, but you think olive oil will well, yeah since olive oil is so
1: readily available might you might as well might as well might as well okay so okay anyhow back to vitamin c yeah you have to have vitamin c to repair the cracks in blood vessels uh, people remember scurvy where people would die they bleed to death on long ocean voyages Actually, 50% mortality on those old ocean voyages, just dying from scurvy. And the British Navy, the reason they're called limeys is because the surgeon in the British Navy realized that if he gave them limes to take on the voyage, that they wouldn't die of scurvy. And that's why the British Navy is still called limeys. So vitamin C repairs the cracks in collagen and our blood vessels are flexing all the time and so these cracks have to be repaired and if they're not repaired you basically bleed to death we have a system of repairing those cracks and it's called cholesterol and cholesterol will patch those cracks so if you have plenty of vitamin c throughout the day you won't you'll be able to repair those cracks and there's a wild study i mean head down a rabbit hole you can genetically engineer rats to lack that final gene to make vitamin C. And they will live half as long as a normal rat. If you then put vitamin C in their water, they will live as long as a normal rat who can manufacture their vitamin C, but they're drinking the water throughout the day. Yeah. So vitamin C, unfortunately... We have to manufacture. We have to manufacture it, and we've got some interesting tricks to do that uh, coming up okay but in the meantime the average person should take like a thousand milligrams of timed release vitamin c twice a day
0: okay to cover their ass wow okay, okay. so the first thing i heard you say this three minutes is turning into 20 that's okay no worries <laughs> the first thing i heard is olive oil oh and olive oil is actually one of the tricks to activate the ghost gene a polyphenol in olive oil okay you will actually make vitamin c Okay, there you go. So there you go. Another good read. So have olive oil. Yeah. Vitamin D, have lots of vitamin D. Three. D3. D3. And then what's next to okay. live a long life? Next is you got to get some form of
1: long-chain omega-3 fat, better known as fish oil. Mm. And vegans have no excuse anymore. There is algae-based, DHA, and EPA. But here's the deal. Your brain uh, is about 70% fat. So- you want to call me a fathead? You know I, I will <laughs> bat you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can just see how the internet I'm lighting up <laughs> yeah, and memes. Henry is a yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fathead. Yeah. So half of the fat in your brain is actually an omega three fat called DHA. So half, basically half of your brain is fish oil. Wow. And as I talk about in the longevity paradox, you look at people what are called the omega-3 index, which basically looks at how much DHA you have in you over the past two months. People with the highest omega-3 index have the largest brains and the largest areas of memory, the hippocampus. People with the lowest levels of DHA have the most shrunken brains and the smallest memory areas, hippocampus. So mom was right when she said fish is brain food. You know, she was absolutely. She didn't know why it was, but we now know it's DHA is really what makes your brain. So sushi's good. Sushi is actually not a good idea. Oh wow! And most of the people I see with high mercury levels are sushi eaters or dentists. Uh, so, and particularly sashimi grade tuna.
0: God, it's you, so good, just though. Wanna, you just kinda it's so wanna, just kind of wanna stay away from it. Ah, oh, sugar Sorry. fish is amazing though. And yeah. no tono, and it's know. got the grains too. Yeah, you it's got the fit. grains. You know, so so no sushi. Yeah,
1: so once just, in a while. Yeah, once in a while. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so fish oil is incredibly important. Yeah. And what I try to get people to do, and again, I measure this every three months in all my patients, and we're talking, you. know, thousands and thousands of patients over the last 20 years. You want to get about a 1,000 milligrams of DHA per day. Now, how do you do that? Well, you get fish oil. I mean, you can go to Costco. I don't care. Right, right, right. And you look on the back, and you find serving size, and make sure it says one serving size. Uh They love to fool you. Uh, They may say two or three. And then you look down below, and you see DHA. And you look to see how much DHA is in a capsule. And you add it up and say, oh, okay, there's two hundred and fifty milligrams of DHA in this capsule, so I need to take four. Wow. Four a day. Yeah, well, I mean how thousand a day. Yeah. yeah thousand a day.
0: Of okay. DHA. We got olive oil. We've got vitamin D three. We have fish oils. What else do we need to live longer? Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this When you want the best, you have to act quickly ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
1: So you got to have polyphenols in your diet. So po- what the heck is a polyphenol? How do you remember polyphenol? Think about Okay, Phenols are plant compounds. Polyphenols are plant compounds that plants use primarily to protect themselves uh. against stress and sunlight. Uh-huh. Just interesting fact. We know that red wine is beneficial for you because of actually two polyphenols. The most famous is resveratrol. The other one is quercetin or curcetin. The higher the grapes are grown, the higher in altitude the grapes are grown, the more polyphenols they make. Because they need more to protect themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's basically uh, suntan. Uh, you know, they, They've actually protected themselves against sunburn. Interesting. Also, the more the plant is stressed, the more polyphenols it makes to protect itself. Right. Okay. So, polyphenols are traditionally in dark colored berries. So, for instance, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. Interesting, fun fact, the leaves of these trees or vines have more polyphenols than the actual fruit does. Mm. So, for instance, black raspberry leaves have far more polyphenols than black raspberries. Wow. And I take black raspberry capsules, Oh, by the way, and it's in the book. There you go. So... Olives, for instance, are loaded with polyphenols, and olives that are stressed uh, produce better. Are even better. Olive leaves have more polyphenols than olives, so olive leaf
0: extract is an easy way of getting the huge amount of benefits without drinking a liter of olive oil. So, do you, what about like uh, you know leafy greens? Do yeah. you want stressed out looking leafy greens, or do you want healthy, thriving Excellent looking? Excellent question. It
1: turns out that the reason organic vegetables in general are better for you, besides the fact that they haven't been sprayed with pesticides and herbicides and probably Roundup, and we can get into that, is the fact that these. Creatures, these plants, actually have to work harder, huh. and they have to produce more polyphenols to protect themselves against insect predation. And so that's actually the reason you want to eat organic. So when you're going to the farmer's market, and the poor little organic vegetables have got pockholes of, <laughs> of insects, like and, they're dying. and they <laughs> don't look very good, you go, I want that guy. Really? That guy is struggling. He is going to just be so loaded with polyphenols." Really? And correlation with that is the more bitter the better because polyphenols in general are very bitter for instance when uh, we were developing you know my signature product vital reds it's pure polyphenols primarily and they're bitter so we did lots of taste testing to figure out how the heck we're going to mask these really bitter compounds so more bitter more better in fact, as I talk about in the book, I, I had the pleasure of knowing Jack Lalanne, uh-huh. uh, who who you would know is really the godfather of yeah. of fitness and nutrition in the United States. And I knew him in his later years. Um, and Jack used to have a saying: "Is that if it tastes good, spit it out." Interesting. Now, what he really meant by that is. Bitter things, nasty-tasting things is actually what is going to give the bugs that are actually going to keep you alive what they want to eat. And don't, you know, more bitter, more better. Mm. So, you know, the more polyphenols, the more bitter greens I can get into
0: you, the, the better. better. Interesting. But you can get that through capsules and other things too. You don't Yeah, to, you
1: can. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, that's one of the reasons I'm a nut about taking a bunch of supplements because... If you look at even you know, really good organic eaters, most human beings only eat maybe twenty different plant species. Mm-hmm. Um, I prob- probably I probably like three.
0: Yeah, yeah. Most people do <laughs> like five, maybe. Yeah, you know,
1: and, and you know, ketchup is not a vegetable. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. a tomato, and we can't, <laughs> we, can't we can't do, we that, can't yeah. do that. So. Our ancestors, and even looking at modern hunter-gatherers like the Hanza tribe, they go through, they eat 250 different plant species on a rotating basis. And you think about it, all those plants are grown organically. They're in six feet of loam soil. They got their cool microbiome. So they're just replete with all these nutrients and polyphenols. And so, you know, if people think that they can actually do a great job eating healthy Without supplementation, uh, I got oceanfront property
0: in Palm Springs. I'm happy to sell them. Right, right. Exactly. There is no. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so I want to get one more thing. I've heard that in order to extend your life, you need to, I can't remember the name, extend something at the end of your- Telomeres. Telomeres. Yeah. What is Or that? telomeres. Telomeres. So how do we, ex- is that true? Do you have to extend okay, this?
1: Okay, so that is one theory of longevity. Yeah. And it, it is a it's a good theory. I like the theory. Uh-huh. It's controversial. Vitamin D turns out that people with the highest levels of vitamin D have the longest telomeres. There you go. So why wouldn't you do that, right. if you like that theory? Mm-hmm. There you go. So that's vitamin D is vitamin it, D. It's
0: if that's anybody is if anybody takes away, it's vitamin D. So you've given four things so far. Just to give me one final thing that can extend our life and the, the quality of our life as well. Great. So the last thing we want to do is we want
1: to turn off as much as we can the sensor called mTOR, originally called the mammalian target of rapamycin. It's subsequently been discovered in all organisms besides mammals. So now it's called the mechanistic target of rapamycin. And so mTOR is an energy sensor and it's in all of our cells, and basically, we come from a circadian rhythm system of plentiful food at one time of the year and very little food at right. another time of year. Right, fruit sometimes, not. Exactly, times, yeah. <laughs> and we use fruit to gain weight for the winter, and that's a whole other subject. So mTOR senses energy availability, and it senses sugar molecules, and it also senses amino acids, protein. Now, it turns out that it's very sensitive to particular amino acids rather than all amino acids. The ones it's most sensitive to are amino acids contained in animal protein. And animals include fish, animal protein includes eggs, it includes cheeses, and besides, you know, meat. So... Beautiful work that's been done. A lot of it done by now, my friend, Walter Longo from USC from the Longevity mm. Center.
0: It's that the mimicking, yeah, fasting, the diet? fasting
1: mimicking diet. Fasting.
0: I've taken that a couple yeah, times, and I you know, that
1: he got a patent for yeah. Prolong.
0: Yeah, Prolong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a patent
1: for it. Yeah. Prolong is a vegan, low amino acid. Diet that you do for five days. Yeah,
0: it's tough the first time. It is. For me, it was.
1: Now, in the book, I wrote about it in The Plant Paradox actually before he made promo, but I write about it again. And he and I, and he's even given me a nice shout out on the back. The idea is you want to reduce mTOR as much as you can. And the longer, the more you suppress it, the longer you live. And here's the reason if times are rough and you sense that times are rough, your body, your immune system, actually goes around and looks at all the cells in your body and says, who's pulling their weight? Who is really, you know, contributing to this effort? And who's a slacker? Who looks a little weird? Who's not, you know, not doing? And it actually instructs cells to commit suicide. And it's called autophagy. And it tells cells, sorry, you know, you're not, you're out. you're out of here. Yeah. You die. Um, <laughs> And so it gets the fittest of the fittest mm-hmm. to survive. It makes you stronger. And you have to have these periods of time. You have to call the herd, as we say. So, unless you do that, You have all of these cells that just kind of build up the debris. They're called senescent cells. Some people call them zombie cells. And it's the amount of these zombie cells that is actually going to make you deteriorate long before you should. And get sick. Yeah, exactly. So you got to call the hurt. So how you do that? Five days in a row, once a month. Once a month you do this? Once a month. Five days in a row. Five days in a row. You follow uh, a a vegan diet of about 900 calories and I've got some great recipes. It's easy to do. And you do it five days in a row. It's as if you did calorie restriction every day. And what this does is not only call the herd, but it activates stem cells. Now, everybody says, oh, stem cells, you know, it's the future. You've got oodles of stem cells in you already. Where do you think we get the stem cells? We you know, take a liposuction and suck out your fat, and then we spin it around, and we get your stem cells and inject you right back in.
0: They're already there. You just have to call them into action. So when someone does that, when they pull it out of you, yeah. are they, they're essentially just killing off the dead cells and then putting the good ones back in?
1: No, they're actually you know, they're centrifuging out the stem cells. Stem cells gotcha. are in fat. Uh-huh. They're everywhere, okay. actually. So you, but you got to activate the crazy thing. So you activate them by this modified fast or you uh, do intermittent fasting or time-restricted fasting. Uh, For instance, for the last 12 years, during the winter from January through June, Monday through Friday, I don't eat breakfast, I don't eat lunch, and I eat all my calories in a two-hour window from 6 to 8 o'clock at night. So 22 out of 24 hours I'm fasting.
0: For how long? For six months, six months you do that, yeah, oh my gosh. Now why do you do that? Because way back when, Are you just drinking olive oil and vitamin D all day? No
1: during the ni- <laughs> <laughs> during <laughs> at night those evening? two hours, yeah, yeah just yeah.
0: drinking it yeah. Okay, wow, yeah, but that's why you look so young. I don't know. that's why you look actually,
1: proud. if you look at pictures of me from 1995, which was about 25 years ago now, I look much older yeah. than, than I do do now. We used to be much, much bigger. Much bigger. You must oh be, yeah, yeah, and you were yeah. doing. I was doing exercising, surgery. but yeah. you were doing
0: heart surgery. Yeah, I'm doing heart surgery, eating a lot. And if you guys want to learn more about that story, you can watch the last interview we did. And I wanna, I wanna be mindful of time here. But in the last interview, we talked about all that, and I'll also go into the history of that in the intro here. But those five keys, if we can do those five things, I like them. Is it fasting mimicking or mimicking fasting diet? Fasting mimicking diet. That thing, when I did that, I've done that twice. and both times, first time was very challenging. Second time was a lot easier. I think you get used to it. Yeah, you do. I looked younger. I looked healthier and younger after like three days. I can notice a difference. And so for me, it was very challenging because I usually eat thousands of calories a day. But to have, you know, eight 900 a day was, and the specific calories, you know, the specific, specific things that it gives you. Uh, and you talk about it in here, how to do that. As
1: yeah, well. and here's how to do it and you don't you know, God bless him. You know, all of his profits go back into research, no, uh,
0: which is great. It's a good
1: product. I show people how to do it just without in that. their own home without that. Perfect. And and he, you know, bless him. He he backs my way of doing it. So right. we're. But again, these are the these are the tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, most of us. The reason it's called longevity paradox is most of us look at what's happening. And old age doesn't look very good. Um, you know, it really doesn't. Uh, people now you know, assume that they're going to get their hips and their knees replaced and they're going to have a bypass or a stand or a valve replacement and they're going to end up anyhow in the old folks' home you know, drooling in their oatmeal. And none of us, you know, we've seen that you know, happen to our parents or our grandparents. We go, we don't want that. We don't want that. It doesn't have to be that way. What's what shocked me is I've had a number of people, and I talk about some of them in the book, who have been scheduled – for knee or hip replacement, and have come to me for cardiac clearance, get a stress test, make sure they can come through the test. And we would put them on my program in anticipation of getting them in better shape for their hip or knee replacement. And uh, one of them that I talk about in the book, he was scheduled for knee replacement. He was a diabetic, he had heart disease. We put him on the program for six months, pending his knee replacement. And when I saw him right before the knee replacement to you know, do the final test, I said, "Okay, you know, you're ready to go. You don't have diabetes anymore. Yes. You don't, you know, you're, you passed your stress test." I said, "You know, you can have your knee replacement." And then the guy says, well, "What knee replacement? I canceled it. You know, my knee doesn't hurt anymore." And he starts wow. skipping around the exam room and it, people can regrow cartilage. Wow. And I talk about why you lose cartilage with because of the things you eat including lectins. Mm. Lectins are one of the major reasons
0: why people have arthritis. <sighs> Darn. More in the plan paradox. This book is called The Longevity Paradox, How to Die Young at a Ripe Old Age. It's out right now. You guys can get it. I highly recommend it. There's 40-plus pages of notes backing all of the data and the research and the science. In the back, you've got all the research. You've got the diet programs, what to eat, what to take, everything you need. Get this for yourself. Get it for your parents. Get it for friends. This is going to be a game changer. Make sure you guys check this out. You brought me a bunch of goodies for my birthday, so happy birthday! I'm going to be trying all these supplements and putting fish oils in my brain and vitamin D3 in my gut and all that stuff. Mushrooms galore. Good thing I like mushrooms. Yeah. I love mushrooms. So you got a mushroom supplement too. You got all these things. Yeah, the fungus. Yeah, yeah. everything you need. You guys have this stuff. Where's the website to get the book and to learn more about the supplements that people can get?
1: So you could go to drgundry.com. You can go to gundrymd.com. I've got a YouTube channel. We now have a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, Dr. Gundry podcast. Sweet. Go to Amazon. Go to Barnes and Noble. Go to your local bookstore. Amazing. Barnes and Noble, by the way. We'll have a separate table with all my books now in the front. Wow. And the Longevity Paradox at Barnes & Noble has 10 additional recipes that you cannot get anywhere
0: else. Can't get it on Amazon, huh? Can't. So Barnes & Noble, if you want the 10 extra recipes. Amazing. Okay, so drgundry.com. Check out the book, Longevity Paradox. Get the Plan Paradox as well. That one's been a game changer, 34 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. I'm sure this will be on there for a long time as well. To save time, everyone can go listen to the last interview, which has a million views on YouTube, the Planner Paradox interview we did. Incredible insights transformed a lot of people's lives who have applied the lessons that you teach and the, the, the philosophy you teach, so thank you for that. They can learn more about everything there as well. I want to acknowledge you for this. You continue to show up and do the research to help people live healthier, longer lives. And I think it's really cool to know that you're this heart surgeon who worked on, I think, 10,000 heart surgeries. And you started to look within and ask yourself the question, like, this isn't working. When people are going through heart surgery, then they come back three years later. Here we go again. It's a Band-Aid, but it's not fixing the, the root cause. And we need more roots, I guess, in our gut is what you're saying. So I acknowledge you for essentially evolving something that you were taught early on. That you spent a lot of time and money going to school for, and evolving out of that to help people live longer, healthier, happier lives. So I acknowledge you for everything you do, Doctor Gundry. You're an inspiration. And um, my final question is: What's your definition of greatness? Let's see. Uh, what did I I've forgotten what I saw I I said last we'll, we'll night?
1: We'll compare both of them. Yeah. If I can teach somebody how to fish i don't have to give them a fish and so teaching somebody is is my definition of greatness and again i used to give people fish by operating on them Mm. and now i teach them how to fish and they don't have to have operations anymore and i Again, I, the greatness that I see is, uh, and I've talked about this in dedications, I owe everything to my patients uh, because they either asked me a question I couldn't answer or they were willing every three months to do some silly dietary things or go to Costco and Trader Joe's and buy a supplement and I'd look see what happens. And without them, I couldn't do this. And I was at a meeting a few months ago walking with another very famous nutritionist, and he said, you don't still see patients, do you? And I said, oh, gosh, yeah, I see them every day. I Actually, on Saturdays and Sundays, I have full practice tomorrow in Santa Barbara. And he says, what do you do that for? And I said, well, because I learn every Mm -hmm. day from my patients. I learned a couple things yesterday from my patients. So I can't imagine doing what I do without having my patients help me. So I'm never going to retire. Oh, and that's the fifth thing, never retire, ever, particularly men. We are social creatures, and you have to be in a social network. And men in general find that in the workplace, women more and more. And I see so many men, and now women, who retire, and it starts the downward spiral. And it's because
0: their social network is gone. There you go. I love it. I'm going to get this book for a bunch of friends, so thank you for everything you do. And... Um
1: Thank you for having me. It's always yeah. one. Like I said, I think it was my
0: favorite podcast the okay. last time around. So. Yeah. We'll do it again for the next book. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good to see you. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, if you enjoyed learning about the fountain of youth, how to live longer, then make sure to share this with your friends. LewisHouse.com slash 772. Again, Super powerful insights. Check out the full show notes over there. Check out the new book. Watch the video over on YouTube as well. Again, your health is an important thing, and that's why we have these episodes on health. If you're looking to achieve greatness, you must achieve greatness within yourself first, with your body, your mind, your soul, your heart. And if you want to live longer, if you want to have the opportunity to make a bigger impact on the world, you've got to live longer to reach those people that you're looking to create with. So as the Buddha said, to keep the body in good health is a duty. Otherwise, we shall not be able to keep our mind strong and clear. Make sure you're taking care of yourself today. Make sure you remind yourself how much you matter and send a hug and some love to someone else around you today. Spread love. It's easy to make an impact. All you need to do is smile towards someone else and brighten their day. I love you so very much, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.